0: And really? Hello and welcome to the Virtual Cafe. I'm your host, Shagula La Salami. What can I get you? Hey, my
1: name's Abiola Bello. My pen name's A Bello. I'm an author, children's YA at the moment. My book is called Emily Night. I Am. That's the first book in the series. I should be releasing book two latest by next year. Um, I'm the co-founder of Hi. the Author School, which basically helps authors from manuscript stage all the way up to the book launch we've just launched our online course which is amazing and we've got our full day of classes on September 26 we've got summer sale on that ends today so get a ticket if you can do and we are currently working on building up our own publishing house to have a selected few of authors every single year just to help them with their book process and to really collaborate with them and really be connected with them. And yeah. I also run the Little Awful School, which is for young writers. And I do these competitions that gets them to send yeah. in their stories and they get the chance to be published.
0: To to else, Hello? Hello, sorry. Can you say that again, please? <laughs> for a second, I thought I'd love you guys. I said, you <laughs> really quiet. <laughs> You sound quite busy. How do you get time to do anything else with, you know, the different schools and your author house?
1: Like, how do you get anything done? Um, I don't know, <laughs> to be honest. I I tend to not think about it because if I think about it, I get overwhelmed. So I just do it. Mm. That's like my. That's the, the only advice I can give anyone: is just just do it and don't think about it. I'm I'm a dancer as well, so I teach dance oh, around wow. London and. I just I just don't think about it. I just get on with it and pray I don't get ill, and that's yeah. that's it really. Yeah.
0: <laughs> wow. You know, my head is just spinning, just going through all all the different things that you do. And I thought I I thought I was the one who was super busy. Um... No, you're like
1: superwoman. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So, what was your t- The title of your first book again? The title of
1: my first book is called Emily Knight. I Am. So Emily Knight is the name of the main character and the series and I Am is like the the subtitle.
0: Okay so what is it about?
1: So it's basically a children's crossover YA fantasy story about a young girl called Emily. She's 13 and she's a warrior. Um, So what it is that she has powers, she can fly, she can create fireballs and warriors are like made to battle. That's just how they're programmed and they live in our world It's it's like fantasy meets reality so people are very much aware of warriors that they exist and they either like them or they don't it's very clear what they are and Mm. emily happens to just be the daughter of one of the strongest warriors to exist so he's extremely famous
0: Mm. and emily
1: kind of carries that weight of pressure to live up to his standards and It's just kind of her journey into finding out who she is as a person. That's why it's called I Am. And she gets in a situation where she has to choose between the two people that she loves the most. And if she picks the wrong decision, it can lead to a war between the warrior world. So she has a lot of pressure on her hands being a 13-year-old kid who just kind of wants to (laughs) make friends, to be honest. So, yeah.
0: Oh, wow. Okay, so is that, um, is that self-published or do you have a traditional trade publisher? So with Emily
1: Knight, that was self-published. I self-published that when I was 23, so I'm now 28. And um, six months after publication, I got signed to an agent. Um, We've been offered deals by some pretty cool traditional publishing companies. I was offered a free book deal early this year. Unfortunately, I didn't feel like they were the right deals. Um, yeah. The contracts, there were certain things in them that I didn't feel very comfortable with. And especially like, with the free book deal I was offered, which I really did want to sign, but going back and forth, it, it just wasn't really working out. I didn't really feel comfortable giving away a book I've worked on since I was like 12 years old. To someone, if I didn't feel like they were really getting the essence of it, so yeah. I'm still awaiting for, for a traditional deal for that series. But at the moment, I'm more than fine self-publishing it and just building the brand and getting it out there.
0: Yeah, you see now that sounds amazing, and I can imagine some listeners might think, "You crazy woman! How do you get a trade publisher, <laughs> uh, a trade deal, and then say no? It wasn't. I like, know. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. So just tell us your timeline, right? So you published it. Yeah. uh, Five years ago. Yeah. And then six months later, you got offered a deal. Yes. So how did that happen? Did you contact them? Did you, did you approach them or did they just randomly approach you? What exactly happened? So it's a weird
1: story. Basically when I published (laughs) Emily, I didn't really, well, I was 23. I didn't really know what I was doing. If I'm totally honest with you, I was kind of guessing. And I had been invited by this company called Brit Writers. I, I don't think they exist anymore, but okay. they had seen my book, and the the founder had seen it somewhere. Wanted to do an interview with me, so we did okay. that. Then he wanted to meet up with me, so we met up, and then he wanted he invited me to come to their award ceremony we do every December. And he said, I can give you a table so you can like sell your books for And I was like, okay, great. So as I was there, I brought my friend with me to help me mind the table. And that's where we met Helen Lewis,
0: who's okay.
1: the co-founder of the author school with me. And she's a book PR. So she had asked my friend, are you a PR? She was like, no, I'm just good at talking. And she was like, who does Abiola's PR? And she was like, she does it herself. So she gave my friend her card. So then I called Helen. Mm. We had a conversation. She became my PR. She got me great. PR great press and she was going to the London book fair I had never been before okay. I didn't really want to go I didn't really get it to be honest and she was like, I think you should mm. come I think it'd be a great way to get an agent and I was like right okay so then I agreed to come with her and she said to me go through the whole of the directory and message every single agent and request a meeting Mm. So it's directly a to z and it's very long. So I did that, and by this point, I was so over getting an agent because I tried since I was like eighteen, and it's like I'd almost get one, but then didn't. So I was just completely sick of it. And I felt very mm. confident because I'd published my own book and I was like, I could do this myself, you know, that confidence you have when you're a kid. And um, I went for the directory and I remember I got about halfway and I was like, oh, this is useless. No one's even getting back to me. I had done some submissions, if they had a submissions page still open, but I wasn't really getting any responses. So I stopped. Helen had like a sixth sense or something. And she was like, have you carried on with the directory? And I was like, Uh, I mean, I will. So I carried on again. <laughs> And then I had submitted, to, I can't remember who the first agency was that got back to me, but the second one was Raymond and Campbell. So I had two responses yes. back. So I was like, okay, cool. I wasn't that excited because that had happened before. And usually after yes. that stage, that's kind of the end of it. So I responded yes. back as I usually do and left it, completely forgot about it. Then Raymond and Campbell got back to me and said, we really like this. We want to meet with you. And that had never happened before. So I was like, what? What does that mean? So I remember going on Google and writing in, what does it mean when an agent wants to know (laughs) you? And I was like, I don't want to get too excited. And then they turn and I just say, oh, we just wanted to say hi. You know what I mean? Something silly. And then I went to the festival and the agents were actually upstairs in this room, but I didn't know they were there. So I spent the whole festival trying to find these agents because I knew they were there and I couldn't find them. And by the time I found them, they were all gone so you know oh wow i know so maybe was a blessing in disguise i don't know and then i met with raymond dean campbell maybe two weeks after the um the london book fair and yeah we had we just met in this cafe we had a little talk she just asked me about where i want to go with my book she gave me some suggestions of things and then they were like yeah we want to sign you and i was like what is it like that easy like it just seemed like I'd been trying it for so long and it was just like, yeah, here's the deal. It was just crazy. Hmm. So yeah, and then wow. I got signed to them and that, that was kind of that.
0: Okay, so but, so basically they were your agents. So Right, okay. So what what, have, what, um, what sort of terms did they sign you up with and what were they going to do for you?
1: So what they would agree to do is they would represent me and my book. So I would send them books, I should say. So what would happen is any book I write, I would send it to them. And then they would approach publishers, mainly the big five publishers, the ones that you can't really get to unless you have an agent. Yeah. And they would approach them and then see what deals they could offer. So I know that we had one, we got one offer from quite a big publisher but I think that went on for ages and we we all thought it was going to happen and then I think towards the end I think they realised they had a book that was a bit similar and they couldn't really justify having another one that was like the same kind of vibe so then that didn't happen in the end Um, so that's their job it's just to basically get your book rights sold to get you worldwide territories to get you know film rights done so they're like your first point of contact but I think what's so great about living in the generation that we're in now is that publishing has changed so much and there are loads of publishing houses even some of the big ones that you can actually go through without having an agent now
0: yeah Uh, so they're
1: fine with me like approaching publishers myself if I wanted to they're not like crazy like you cannot talk to anyone they're pretty much fine with that so it's like we're both kind of just searching around trying to find the right deal and it's funny because I worked in a bar for six months and I actually met Harper Collins in the bar oh, well. I was closing up well I was trying to close up and they, they weren't leaving I was like two of them and then one yeah. of the regulars was asking about my book and I was just talking and it was a, it was a man and a lady and I remember they stopped talking and they were just watching me, and then they just went, "Oh, are you an author?" And I was like, "Yeah." And they were like, "Oh, we're publishers." And I was just like, "Oh, okay." Like I didn't really care because I just thought they were drunk. They were like <laughs> picking a piss pick at me, and then they were like, "Yeah, we're from Harper Collins." And I was like, "Okay, sure." And I know like, we are. And they got out their badges, and they they were, and they were like, "Tell us oh, about wow. your book." So I started telling them, and they were like, "Okay, well, pitch to us." So then I did. And then they were like, yeah, this is great. They're like, do you have an agent? And I was like, yeah. And I said, can you get her to email us tomorrow? And I was just like, is this really happening? And then I thought oh. they must have been so drunk. I don't think they remembered. So in the, so before I told, I didn't tell my agent anything before I made her look stupid. So I emailed yeah. them and I just said, look, I met you last night. I don't know if you remember what happened. Yeah. And they were like, no, of course you remember. Yeah, where's your manuscript? <laughs> I don't know. It was... It was nuts and it was really good because I met, I made a really good contact there actually. She's lovely. And my agent yeah. spoke to them. It didn't work out, unfortunately, the deal. But I mean, it's just a great story to tell everyone. I <laughs> know,
0: well, it is amazing because you think, you know what? I think everyone should work in a bar at one point in their life or the other because you never know. Before. You never know. I, let me guess. Was it like one of the
1: central London bars, maybe Soho or one of the East London? Bars? Oh no, it was in Highbury. Oh, okay. It was a Highbury roundabout, and they had been in there for ages. I thought they were like on a date. These two people, and I remember we were closing. <laughs> I was so tired, and I kept looking at them, thinking, Why are they not leaving? And, you yeah. know, there's things you do in a bar to get people out. So, like, you put the lights on, you turn off the music, you start blatantly cleaning so that they're aware that, you know, get out. And they were just there. And I was like, what are their, what's their problem? And I was getting so frustrated because I just wanted to go home. And then, yeah, yeah and then I ended up talking about my book. And then they, they stopped talking and they were just, like, eavesdropping. And they were like, yeah, from Collins. And they got us in touch with the children's department. The, the lady that was in charge of it at the time, she... Was going on holiday and she said, "Please send me the manuscript asap." So my agent sorted it out, and then I guess they couldn't agree on the terms or whatnot. Because, but I was like, I mean, that's really cool that I got to talk to them and made them aware of my book and whatnot. So yeah, that's pretty cool. That's very cool.
0: That yeah. Is a very very interesting story um, it's I'm a good sure story for that the grandkids to hear
1: as well i know yeah. it's pretty good
0: yeah. Yeah. before the grandkids come you probably would have proper you know one of the big five trade publishers you know under your belt as well
1: yeah i know right
0: okay cool now that's 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 quite quite So no, your book then emily i am nice.
1: emily,
0: emily night i am so that's still being self-published yes yes okay okay right so th- that's quite interesting um, and then so was that the field that you mentioned at the beginning and then go through or did you have others that came through that uh so who offered you the three book deal
1: i'm so sorry can you repeat that please
0: and who offered you the three book deal
1: so a company called um lr price publications i think okay. they've been around for maybe three years They're fairly new, small company. And I think, I don't even know how we connected. I think it might have been via Instagram. I think they liked something I had posted on my Instagram. And I was like, who are these people? And I clicked on it. I went to their submissions. I just sent in my thing just to see if I got anything back from it. And then we ended up chatting. I ended up meeting with them. And initially they just wanted to have book one and book two. Mm -hmm. And then, um I don't know, maybe throughout the conversation, they then thought, actually, let's just take three books from her yeah. instead. But they're, they're lovely people. But just unfortunately, when we got the contract, we were going back and forth with it, it just wasn't working out. And I just felt like, Do you know what? I think you guys want something, I want something, and we're not kind of meeting in the middle enough yeah. for me to give up my rights. You know what I mean? So I just felt yeah. like... This just isn't for me. I don't think this book is the right book to give away to you. There might yeah. be another book maybe in the future I write that might be better. Yeah. But I just felt like I giving away three books and we couldn't really agree on certain things, I just felt like, it's not really worth it yeah. for me. So, yeah, but a lot of people like, you gave up a free book deal. I'm like, I know, guys. but <laughs> It sounds mental, but I swear it was
0: like, I think it was the right thing to do at the time. You know, you know what I'm gonna ask next now because you know you've just literally just set yourself up. That, you know, everybody wants to know what were these terms that were not agreed up. Okay, well, I would like to know about these publishers. Are they a proper um, trade publisher that would give you royalty upfront, or are they a hybrid one? You know, where they expect you to give them some money to do, go through the publishing process?
1: Oh, they're traditional. So oh. there was no money I had to give them at all. it's just like with traditional publishing deals I think what I didn't realize until I really got into it and I guess what maybe a lot of authors don't realize because there's one author I know who actually was offered a traditional publishing deal and he kind of went with a different company and he kind of went through the same thing I went through and it's uh, it's upsetting to an extent because you're so excited to be offered a traditional deal but there's so many strings that come attached to it yeah and it's like sometimes it's just not worth it if it's just not right. So in terms of what I, what I mean by that, so let's say some of the terms they might say like, you know, obviously they want your rights for whatever, you know, <laughs> which, is, which is a big deal. If you're yeah. quite attached to your book, it's like, you know, you, you've got to be like, you can't mess this up for me. Sometimes maybe the royalties they want to give you for things like ebook and stuff like that, sometimes it's not enough. Because to print it, yeah. to get an ebook out, doesn't really cost a lot of money
0: yeah
1: so when the royalties doesn't match up with that it's like you know they're taking the mick a little bit there um maybe just in terms of like how they want to promote the book yeah as well um how much effort they would put into it where they want to sell it or their their plan of marketing you might Mm. kind of feel like especially when you self-publish a book and you know how to market your book so yeah. when they kind of want to do something, you like, you know maybe yourself that doesn't really work or you maybe yeah. should do it this way, but they have their own plans of how they want to do things. Yeah. And um, for me as well, what kind of made me a bit like, oh, I'm not sure, was um, when we had met up, they were fine with the cover art because I was doing book two, getting that ready. I would got the cover art done and they had yeah. liked. And I'd met this great illustrator. I wanted to keep working with her. Yeah. Because I was going to get the first book redone because I had initially used Giles Greenfield. I don't know if you know Giles Greenfield, but he did the Harry Potter cover, the fourth one, you know, with the That's dragon. It. Yeah. And he's retired. Mm. So I couldn't get him to do any of the other covers. So I was like, let me start with someone else and just stick with that person. And I yeah. wanted it to be like in a contract that, you know, we use this artist unless she's not available. And they had agreed to that, and then they said, oh, we don't want to put that in writing, which is fine. But then it's like, I've got to take your word for it, and I don't know you like that to know (laughs) if your word is going to be valid. And I won't have a say in it. I don't have a say in the cover art, in the way they want to market it, in the pricing, like nothing. And that, for me, I think with Emily, because I've had it for so long and I've built this brand up, that was just a lot to give away.
0: Yeah, yeah. Where
1: maybe it was another book that... Maybe I wasn't as attached to it, I wouldn't have been as crazy about yeah. it. And when I, maybe, I don't know. And maybe when I when I finish like, with my, the, the book I'm writing now and I get it all done, maybe I sent them, they offer me to deal with the terms that maybe are similar to Emily. I might be better with that because I'm not as attached to it.
0: Yeah. Whereas because yeah. Emily's
1: a series, you get so invested in the character, you yeah. don't just want to give it away. I feel like it could have been Harper Collins, and if their terms were like, not cool. I would have said no. Still, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Interesting was when I was talking to this author who got offered a deal and he just turned it down as well. I was saying to him, I wonder what a lot of these traditionally published authors have agreed to.
0: Yeah,
1: with their books, it's just interesting because I wonder what their contracts are even like. <laughs> Whether they just said yes because they just wanted a traditional deal, which is totally fine. Yeah, but I just, I just can't, I can't do that. I can't. I guess different people
0: want different things. Um, and For some people, the benefit of having a trade publisher is just being able to just do so focus on your writing. You know, you don't yeah, want of be, course. You, know, you don't want to be saddled with marketing. You don't want to of be course, saddled yeah. With, you know the different different. You know, whereas as a self publisher, you have on different heads or different. Heads, oh yeah. Where, you know, you've got your cover design for your marketing. You've got your promotions. You've got you know, you've got your editing. Yeah. You know, you you deal with so many things, and I think it's just one of those you know. Processes that you once you get in, you either love it or you hate it. Yeah, you know, the whole man life And for those people who absolutely love it, they find it difficult, especially control freaks like myself. Yeah, uh, to then want to give someone else where yeah. your input doesn't match. You know, you, you don't have any input. Like for instance, i am yeah a new book that's coming up next month, right? Yeah, I, I have specific ways of what I feel the cover art shoot much, and I've had different people that I've talked to, and Ooh. the interpretation of it is not matching the soul of the book. Yes, I so, get it. You know, you know so it's, it's kind of hard, you know, for someone like me to then just see something. Let's say i got a trade publisher, and they do something, and I feel it doesn't get the heart of the story. Yeah. It would make me feel really unhappy. Yeah, of so course. I, I can totally understand where where you're coming from, um, from that um, to, from that point
1: of view. Yeah. I think, like, I totally get the benefits of a published deal. Sometimes when I'm just having a day and you're getting emails from the cover artist and this person, you've got to make all these decisions. And sometimes yeah. you think, oh, maybe I should just said yes to this free book deal that I wouldn't have to worry about. It. But I think... yeah. A traditional publishing deal takes so much, um maybe like faith in yeah. the company to really deliver for you, and there's yeah. also that pressure of if you, you don't deliver, your book might not sell. Yeah, and then that's the end of that, really. You know, yeah, it, it's just there's a lot that goes into it that I think as writers we don't always take it into consideration because I think we think, oh my gosh, traditional publishing is like the holy grail and that's like the way to go and but when you break yeah. it down and when you're offered the deals, you then realize, hold on a second, there's a lot of, a lot of strings attached to it. And you've just yeah. got to be okay with it. And if you're not okay with it, you just can't say yes. And it's it's just as simple as that. And I didn't realize until maybe I started the author school and then I started meeting these publishers because they would come and speak at our events. So when yeah. I would talk to them, I didn't realize there was such things as like a bad deal and like they would ask for certain things that weren't correct. I had no idea. Like um, there's a guy at my church called David and he he's a lawyer for Bloomsbury yeah. Publishing House. So he's helped me with some of the deals that he's read through the contracts and stuff. And when he was like, no, but this is wrong because it should say this. And when he's broken things down to me, I was like, oh, like they're cheeky for asking that. But when you read it in first glance, it looks amazing. Yeah, You know, and it's just, you, you just give up so much. And I just think... <laughs> you either got to be like, you don't care, or, oh, I don't know, it's
0: But it's I think a lot. though, it's like with most other companies, and let what you focus mainly, you know, on publishers, like we're talking about publishers now, everybody's also, everyone's self serving right? So they yeah. want to stuff that is to their best interest, and, you know, that will give them the most money, and then it's all up to you to make sure that you're happy with what you're sending. That's why I guess, you know, like if you had any problems, they'll say, you know, go and seek legal advice. You know, so it would make sense for you to go and seek legal advice to make yeah. sure that what well, you're, you know, you're not you're not signing away your liver and your kidneys. Um, to 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 the yeah, oh yeah, the things they put
1: in there that are worded so intelligently that yeah. to us normal people, you just think it means <laughs> X Y Z, and then to these lawyers, they're like, no, what they're saying is this. Like even the guy that just turned on the the deal, he wasn't going to get anyone to look at the contract because financially he couldn't afford to and I yeah. said I would strongly advise you do not sign yeah. this contract until someone's read it for you who yeah. knows about it. He was like can you read it and I was like I can read through it I said but don't take me for any type of lawyer but yeah. from reading it just based on this contract that I've been given I, I saw things already that I was like that doesn't make sense so I passed it on to David and I said can you just look at this and he was just like okay it's pretty good, but these are the things they need to agree to And it'll be fine And then as it went back and forth like it did with me But his contract I think, was in much better condition Than my one was, to be honest yeah. Which yeah. is rude, because my I was offered three books And he was offered one, so it's like, that's cheeky But anyway, and yeah. then as it went back and forth it, it, They didn't agree To the terms, yeah. after all And they wouldn't put it in writing, even though they verbally Were like, yeah, we'll do this, but they didn't want to put it in writing yeah. And then it got really shady And he was just like no nah, I'm good and he desperately wants a traditionally publishing deal but he was like I would rather just wait and mm. see if something else comes along you know yeah. and now David's is going to take his book over to Bloomsbury and see mm. if anyone any of the editors take to it and so fingers crossed that someone there really takes to it and wants to work with him but I said yeah. to him you are better off just waiting than mm. giving it away to someone that you don't really have enough faith in because yeah. that's that that's it. Once you give it away, that's that's it.
0: Yeah. But well, mm-hmm.
1: go on. And like a book isn't like like a dance routine that you can just make up really quick. Yeah. It's, like, a, a story takes like so long to make and takes so much of your time. It needs yeah. to go to the right home and maybe you doing thing to do. Sorry, say that
0: again.
1: Maybe just you investing yeah. in your book and publishing it is sometimes that's just the right way to do it yeah not giving it away to a publishing house sometimes that's just the yeah. best way for that particular yeah. book
0: yeah i mean again different people want you know different things you know because sometimes and uh, i can i can sort of you know being a, a, a self publisher myself i can I can see both sides of the equation because for instance if you're going to give a book yeah make a book available, you've got to pay the printers, you've got to pay the cover designer, you've got to, you know, they've got all these things to make it compete with the big boys out there, you know, yeah. you've got to invest quite a bit of your own money. Um yes. you know, to get it to be the you know the best version that it can be. And so even if you had a book that was say it was going to retail for ten pounds, at least let's just pick a figure off out of the hat, we could say at least four pounds of that. Would go to the printer. Yeah. Right. So yeah. So you then left six pounds. and then if you want a store to keep it, a store would have to take their own um, discount you're going to get their own trade yeah. discount. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you give it. You know, you then take. So let's say you give them. So apparently, the standard trade discount is fifty-five percent. But let's yeah. just say they take fifty percent. Let's say you give them fifty percent. So out of ten pounds, you know, they, you know, that you're then left with one pound one pound for all your hard work. I know. You know. And that's basically why, you know, the big boys or all the publishers, they offer such small commissions. Yeah. The the costs, you know, they haven't, you know, from that one pound, the investment of the editor, the cover designer, the format, the, you know, all those things that goes into making the book, that's where they get the, the money from, from that one pound. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and <laughs> whereas, whereas when you're not involved in the process, you just think, wow, this book is worth £10. I'm probably going to go back home with £8. Uh, no, it doesn't like that. Movie. So sometimes, you know, it's just sort of you trying to balance okay, well, the money's offering you money up front. Yeah. Right? Do so you just take it and run and go and do something else? <laughs> you know, because then that money you can then use to invest. Yeah, that's true. In In a self published book yourself. That's true that's you know, really so it's just different different people you know differently. now if one of the big five then offers me at least six digits i will sell myself Hey <laughs> you. That's you know that's amazing, and I didn't even get to take a drink from you. What would you like to drink, Even though We're we're almost done now. It's almost it's almost time to to, to, to get. But well, we can get you a nice virtual drink.
1: Oh yeah, I'd like a milkshake if possible. Okay, what type of milkshake would you like? Like a vanilla milkshake with some malt in it. Have you had vanilla milkshake with malt before? It's like the best thing ever.
0: Really? It's no so- I haven't
1: I, I had it yesterday with my friend I always get it and my friend was like Malt? What do you mean? I was like no it gives you That extra little kick it's like so good And she was like oh I don't know It sounds crazy and she had it and she was like That's so good Literally really? a bit of malt in a vanilla milkshake It'll change your life I promise <laughs> Wow okay what
0: store Or what shop did you get it from?
1: It was in Byron yeah. Byron Burger but any, oh, okay. like, any, like, diner kind of yeah. vibe, they should have it. It's so good. Mm, try it. Oh,
0: yeah. The last time that I had a vanilla milkshake, it was just with cream on top of it. Oh. it was <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got nice well, It was good because it was boiling hot. And oh, it was just, yeah, like, that's that the best. Coolness, that coolness just good down your throat, cool your body temperature down. Yeah. here you know, yeah, it felt like we were very soon right but it's been an absolute absolute pleasure um, you know so we've had people come on and say how they've gone from being self-published to working with um, trade publishers and yeah. it's quite interesting to see you know someone go from work from being self-published to then having a uh, publishing uh, a literary agent you know that's 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 quite um, amazing so if someone was starting off now what advice would you give someone what is it that you know now Apart from, I mean, we've gone through the different things to watch out for, <laughs> uh, when, if you're, you know, if you offer the trade uh, contract, you know, but outside of that, if you, if someone, you know, wanted to start off, what advice would you give to them now? That, that you know now, that you didn't know when you started.
1: Oh, gosh. <laughs> There's so many. <laughs>
0: Let me find one. I guess what I would tell
1: someone who's starting off mm. is that if you are trying to get an agent, and you're unsuccessful to keep going even that means the book that you've been sending out if you believe in it and people love it you publish it yourself because I didn't know that if I had self-published a book I didn't know that an agent could still sign you from that book I thought it was like not like impossible but I just didn't think that happened yeah so when I got offered the the deal from the agent you know one of the first yeah. things they asked me was you know do you still own the rights to this book or do the self-publishers have the rights to it and I was like yeah. oh, I don't know let me let me find out and I was like, I'm was sure I do but I know some self-publishing deals they own the rights to it okay. and um but I just didn't think that was possible when I self-published I literally wrote off the fact that I could ever get an agent that just wouldn't happen so I guess I'll tell someone Just keep going. If that's what you want to get, you'll get it. If you want a traditional deal, you will get it at some point. It might not be the right deal for you. And maybe as you get older, you have more experience, your views on things might change a bit. Because, you know, if someone said to me, you'll turn on a free book deal, I would have laughed in your face if someone told me that. So the fact that it's happened now is like, you know, it just is what it is. Um, So I guess I just tell people, just don't give up. If that's your goal, then just keep going for it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, perfect. Now, so two quick questions, or two questions yeah. if we'll tell <laughs> us today. Okay. What, what um, other than your book, because we've got to sort of promote each other, what other self-published book have you re- um, read recently?
1: What other self-published book have I read recently? Mm. I read, well, I've read this book called Perillion by Liam Klett. He's the author, actually. I was offered um, a book deal, actually. Um, His book is called, like, Not Just Transgender. So he was born a female.
0: And he's now
1: transitioned into a male. And it's, like, Mm. his story. And it's it's so interesting. It's just, Uh like, he's had the most fascinating life. It's just really, really interesting. So I've been reading that at the moment. Um, I went to... Um, Helen throws a PR party every summer so a few months ago I went to her party and there was like she always has loads of books like she represents different like self-published and traditional published authors so there was like loads and loads of self-published books available so I just grabbed one each so I've got like a stack of them that I'm trying to get through at the moment so yeah that's quite a lot so I'll read any book Mm -hmm. as long as I feel like it looks good and looks interesting and the quality is good because I'm very thinking about quality of books if the quality is good yeah. as well, then I'll, I'll read it for sure. Okay. Perfect. So basically now that's going to
0: make it three questions. Oh. <laughs> that originally said, so we've done one. So what has been the advantages um, of having a PR person?
1: Oh my gosh. Like, so I did my own PR for about six months. <laughs> I didn't know yeah. the rules of PR. I had no idea when you're going to launch a book, you should start PR six months prior to the book. I kind of yeah. did that in sense of like, I built on my social media platforms and that stuff like that. And I had a website, but I didn't know how to get like a newspaper to do an interview with me, all that kind of stuff like that with Helen, because she was a journalist um, prior, she yeah. already has so many contacts in the industry and she mm. reads every book that she represents. So she really knows how to target your book, yeah. I mean, my book got to CBBC development team. Oh, wow. and they contacted me about potentially doing a series on the book at the time. I don't think they had the facilities to show the powers, so yeah. I'm definitely going back to them again because I should have the facilities in 2016. But yeah. it got to places that I could never have taken the book to because I didn't have the contacts or the credibility. Yeah that maybe I would have now or something. So I think it's definitely worth investing in a PR. I know people think they're like so expensive. I thought the same thing. And I was like, I don't know if I can afford you. That was my first thing I said to her on the phone, but they're not like, she's very flexible. I I know an author that published a book and they haven't had any PR on it, which I said was a big mistake. And you, you know, I think it's a shame if you spent so much time on a book and you don't want to put it out there. You know it's a business a book and like any business you need to promote it so it's yes. definitely worth investing in a good pr that doesn't sell you dreams as well you know some pr's are like oh i can get you on this show and they just sell you a whole bunch of dreams and it's like you just yeah, want a pr that's yeah. just very real and i'll just be like this is where i feel like we can get you in and then they deliver it yeah. that's what you want in a great pr okay so third
0: question which is actually going to be my fourth question. Oh, okay. <laughs> You know, when you, you, you say all these fabulous things, right? And then you then sort of get the, the, the brain cells, you know, drum rolling and you're thinking, oh, okay, oh, okay, oh, that's great. <laughs> so if So, I'm sure, you know, Helen would have liked you to put all of her business out there in the world. Can you give us a range? What is a typical range that one can expect a great or good PR? Not a dodgy one, but, you know, one that can, that's worth it, that's the money.
1: Oh, okay. So, like, with Helen, just from the top of my head, so I think maybe for, like, I don't know, maybe, like, two months' worth of PR, Yeah, it probably cost you about, maybe about £500. Pounds, oh, okay. Something like that. I know she has, a, I think she has a rate on her website, I think, but it's something along them lines. I remember when I started with her, I mean, you know, I was working in retail at the time, I was like, I don't have any money. Yeah, And I teach dance sometimes, so, you know, that's all I can give you. <laughs> and I think I paid her, like, maybe 500 quid. She did about, possibly about three months' worth of um, PR for me. Yeah, it, I think mine was a little bit easier because I already had done stuff on my book, so there was already something already there. Yeah. So it wasn't straight from scratch. But I had no idea that the PR she was doing for me is so that I should have really started this from before yeah. the book started. I, when the book launched, it would have kind of gained its own momentum. Yeah so not as expensive as you think i think with a good pr you should tell them what you can afford
0: yeah
1: and they usually can kind of tailor um a service for you of what they can offer within the money that you can pay them Mm -hmm. so yeah and i think i paid in installments as well because i think that was all the only way i could afford to pay it so a good pr should be kind of okay with stuff like that I think I you know I've been approached by a PR company they're quite a big one I can't remember their name now but they've represented apparently big people and they were yeah. like trying to say yeah it would cost like these grand to do this stuff And I was like oh hell no not with my monies.
0: Stuff, stuff yeah. like that. I just
1: think what are you really going to get me for these you? Yeah. what can you get me that'll be so different. But yeah. that money I'm paying, you better get me a film deal. Do you know what I'm saying? So, exactly.
0: exactly.
1: Yeah, that to me is ridiculous. You don't have to spend that much on it. I would prefer to use an external PR than use yeah. an in-house publishing team's PR personally. Yeah. yeah. Because an external PR should be quite selective about like the books they'll take on. Whereas yeah. an in-house PR obviously promotes so many books. I feel like it gets lost. And there's only so much attention they can give you Even now with traditional deals they tell you We'll promote for you but we expect you to do Your own PR yes. Because they know in themselves they can't promote your book As much as you would want them to promote your book yes. They know that if they're pretty honest to themselves so I would always invest in an external PR Personally yeah. So literally PR They're good so go to them yeah,
0: okay. So what has been the best deal What has been the return on investment um, For you with Helen? What has been the best thing that she, that she does Returned in money in your pockets. Um, I think for me,
1: I would say it's more opportunities I've been given. Okay. Because of Helen, I've been in like the mirror, and oh, well. I've been in magazines, and I've, um, I've done radio stuff, and I had like a spread in this children's uh, magazine. It was like a double page spread of my book, which was crazy, oh, and the wow. CBC thing and. You know, it's just the opportunities I've been given from this book that I self-published for me has been insane. Yeah. You know, I remember wow. my friend, she worked for BBC. I think she was doing work experience. And it was during the Olympics okay. when it was in London. And they wanted to get um, creatives that lived in East London. I don't live in East London. I live in North London, but I'm, I'm part of Hackney still where I live. Yeah. And it was in Hackney. Yeah. And um, they said to me... Um, you know, do you want the authors that we interview? And I was like, yeah, of course. It was one of my first press for my book. And then, then main author, whoever okay. that was, pulled out. Yeah. So I became the featured author as part really? of the Olympics. Wow. And I was like, so cool, like with BBC and stuff. And it was just really, really amazing. And I, it made me realize it doesn't matter how your book is published.
0: Yes.
1: You care. It's more about do they like it? Is the quality good?
0: yeah
1: i don't think cbc would look at a self-published book but i don't think they care it'll published you know What i mean so i think investing in pr is the best thing so i think every opportunity i've gotten from the book the author school would not have happened if i didn't have the book out i wouldn't have had yeah. an agent if you know all this cool yeah. stuff that's gone on and now because of like stuff like the author school i can now talk more confidently to these professionals in the industry where if i was just an author and i didn't have the author school i don't feel like they would have paid me that much attention yeah you know so yeah. it, it's it's open doors for me but it's like i didn't think this one book yeah. <laughs> would make as much impact in my life as it as it has so that's why i'm like i can't wait for book two to see what that brings do you know what i mean if it brings yeah. double then that's even better so yeah it's been really good
0: Fabulous. Thank you very much. I think this has definitely been very insightful. Um, I know I've picked up loads of things um, from, you know, just having you on. And I can imagine that a lot of the listeners would, would pick up stuff. Ah, um, oh, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to you, because you're quite knowledgeable. You're quite passionate as well. Um, which oh, is quite thank you. <laughs> uh, okay, so now the final question. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How can people
1: get in touch with you if they want to? Oh, I'm pretty easy to get in touch with. Um, so I have a website, which is just a-bello.com. But I'm on Twitter and on Instagram and Facebook as Abiola Bello or as A Bello or as Emily Knight. I am. So I'm pretty easy. The author school as well, it's just the authorschool.com, which is quite easy to remember. Um, there's always I I respond to everything unless I get a crazy email that I usually don't respond to that but I respond to usually everything. If you have any questions to ask me or if you want to get in touch with Helen about PR, then you know we'll always get back and we'll always try and help people as much as possible. I think authors grow if we kind of help each other and we you know build up each other. I think when people are very kind of to themselves and they don't want to kind of share information I find that quite concerning I'm very much yeah. like if I can help you in any way then I will help yeah. you if I don't know the answers I'll tell you that I don't know the answers if I can figure it out for you then I will and I think that's the best way to get through life It's just to help each other so yeah message me tweet me whatever you want and yeah
0: I'm around <laughs> yeah. I think that's one of the best thing that i found about you know sort of the author community
1: Most people and I wouldn't
0: say one hundred percent of authors, but I would say most authors are actually quite helpful. Yeah. Um, Definitely.
1: Okay,
0: perfect. It's been absolutely amazing. Thank
1: Um, you for having me.
0: (laughs) No, you thank you for tuning in. It's really been absolutely amazing, um, thank you. and I hope you you come to the show some other time again, and you know
1: yeah, progress. Oh, thank you. I'd love to come back again. Order another milkshake. <laughs> I would love that.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay. Well, I will speak to you soon then. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Okay. Bye now.